We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi again and welcome in the Mel Tucker's Inside Zone, the weekly podcast here at the University of Colorado. I'm voice of the bus, Mark Johnson, along with the head coach of the Buffaloes. And man, do we have a treat today. I, I think, Coach, we've been doing this now for a couple of months. And we have talked with a lot of great football players and Buffalums. We're shifting gears a little bit here today. And, and when you and I found out who we're going to have on, uh, let's just say it brought back some memories for both of us. Yeah, it brought, a, brought back a lot of memories. You talk about Philip Bailey and Earth, Wind, and Fire. Man, I think about when I had an afro back in the day, man. <laughs> when you had hair back yeah, in the day. Yeah, when I had hair back in the day, man. <laughs> you know, only kid with my parents, man, you know, having yep. those uh, – those uh card those card parties, man, playing bid with and and backgammon and all that. Listen, to Earth Wind and Fire back in the day. That was that was real, man. Took me all the way back. Well, good stuff. And let, let's welcome in Philip Bailey from Earth Wind and Fire, who's a Denver guy and has history here at the University of Colorado. Phil, we appreciate you being on with us today. Hey man. That's funny. Yeah, it's good to be here, man. I'm 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 reminiscing myself, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, marching marching band and the whole thing, you know. I hadn't uh, I, I was born and raised in Denver, as you guys said, and I went to the University of Colorado for a couple of years and uh, was playing in the marching band and stuff. I remember, brr, you know, <laughs> like the football games and stuff, you know, but uh, fantastic. I remember that I was actually at marching band when Jimmy, when Jimmy uh, uh, Hendricks passed away. Mm. I remember exactly where I was and everything. We were having marching band practice. Wow. wow. Man, that's that's incredible. What a moment in history there, man, Philip. Do you uh, do you consider yourself a buff? 
Oh, yeah, yeah for most definitely. Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, you know, uh, when, uh, you, when you guys came out this way a couple of years ago, I got a chance to, uh, to go to one of the games, and I, it was one of the biggest treats uh, of, of, uh, of, of my life. I had my two grandsons on, on the field with me and stuff. You know, we were big time. Big time, you guys are playing USC. <laughs> Outstanding. Hey, now think back to your time here. Um, you saw some pretty good football, and I, I believe you hear about the same time that, that Cliff Branch, the late Cliff Branch, was playing. So That's you got to right. have a few football memories, I would think, from being in the marching band and watching the Buffaloes. Shoot, I remember, man, he was a hell of a runner, man. Uh-huh. Like, just a speedster, you know. And, uh, yeah, that was, you know, that was like uh, the, the highlight reel. Back in those days, Philip, how'd you end up at CU? Um, how'd you end up enrolled here? What made you decide to come to CU? And 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 then how'd you end up in the band? Uh, well, first affirmative action, you mm-hmm. know, yep. like that was back in that day, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, we were able to come. I went to, to to Metro that first year, you know, and then me and my and my wife at that time, I you know, we were we we came up there and we were. <clears throat> um, with my with my son, uh, he had just been born, hmm. and uh, but yeah, I you know music has always been uh, my thing from uh, forever, and uh, so I came up there you know playing in the band um, as a music major, and uh, yeah, doing the marching band thing and all that. I was playing in the in the symphony and playing learning mallet instruments and all that stuff. And then doing gigs on the side, we were always, you know, always had bands and stuff. So we would be ripping and running and going here, here and to. <laughs> it says here that your your mom said that you were singing singing before you were talking. Where did you get your musical background from? Did it just come naturally, or was it someone in your family that kind of turned you on to it? You know, I, I was never turned on. I was turned on when I was born, actually, for sure. That's right. Uh, I, I, you know, uh, I. I wasn't raised with my father, but I found out that he did have a, a, a avid passion for for uh, jazz. And even though he wasn't a musical, he wasn't a musician or anything. My mother had a nice voice. Uh, I do remember that, um, but no aspirations actually uh, for uh, as a career in any of the music sure. thing. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's it's always been I've been like a. A B spot on to it, you know. Like yeah. um, there never has been a time that I was like wondering what I was doing, where I was going to go, or what I was doing. I was, I've just always been, you know, arrowed into uh, following my my music, my little, I call it my Pied Piper. You know, I <laughs> got all this music inside, and I, used huh. to, you know, I just follow it. Phil, how about Earth, Wind, and Fire then? To tell us about the genesis of the band, where did the name come from? I, I think there were other guys from Denver, correctly, on, on, in, within the band. So, kind of yeah. take us back and relive that for us. Most definitely, man. And and we, you know what? We we actually recorded uh, "Got to Get You Into My Life" uh, up in Boulder. Really? Wow. Uh, yep. Well, yep. Because when we got the <laughs> opportunity to do it and everything, we were were kind of on the road. And I remember we rehearsing it um, down at a hotel in. Uh, in, in Denver and stuff in a ballroom, and then I remember we went up to Boulder and, and recorded it. Hmm. And then, you know, we recorded up there at Caribou Ranch, you know, several records up there. Wow. You know, close close by. But, yeah, um, the 
you know, I was uh, introduced to, to Maurice early in the 70s, you know, at a uh, they came to Denver for a promotional tour, and the local band that I was playing with, we we opened the, the show, and that's how we met, and later on moved to um, to um, Los Angeles uh, that next year, um, uh, following uh, Perry Jones, who he was a promotion man uh, oh. for uh, Warner Brothers and a friend of ours there in Denver. And uh, when they began to reform in Los Angeles that year, um, uh, they asked me to be in the band, and then I got several of the members uh, who were in my band in Denver. And so that was the genesis of the iconic Earth, Wind & Fire, as everybody knows it. Mm. So, yeah, it's a kind of a Chicago Earth, Wind & Fire connection. Man, it's interesting how you know, how things come together. Um, someone, some people say that um, Earth, Wind & Fire was once dubbed as the Black Beatles, um, which is uh, obviously can be taken as a compliment. How do you feel about that? Oh, you know, it's it's it definitely uh, uh, an honor to be mentioned in, in that way. You know, for us, man, we've always just been uh, just. Uh, Going, you know, going forward, when Maurice asked me and Maurice and Verdine asked me if I, if I wanted to be in the band, I said on one condition. And they said, what's that? I said, I want to be in the best band in the whole world. Uh, there you go. There you, you know. go. And uh, so now, you know, we're, we're, we're getting the Kennedy honors, you know, this year. Um, hmm. And, uh, you know, first first black band ever. Um, and... Uh, you know, we've we've gotten so many different accolades and played for you know several presidents and you know played for Barack Obama you know several times. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's uh, we we pinch ourselves. We're still sought after all over the world. We still <laughs> tour the tour, tour the globe, and we we work you know all the time. So uh, still having fun. You know, awesome. pinching ourselves now at this point. You know you know, almost 50 years later, you know, we're still doing it. Hmm. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. I, I got to tell you a little behind-the-scenes thing here, just, just so you know. So every week when Mel and I talk to somebody from the sports world, it's, it's old hat for us. That's just part of our job. I walk into Mel's office here, and he's cranking earth, wind, and fire. And he and I sat in here and jammed for about 20 minutes before he got you on the phone just to warm up for this whole deal. And, and I'm wondering, you know, Phil, you think about you guys are just kids back in the 70s. You get this thing together. You're trying to make good music. And you just kind of touched on it. But I wonder as you sit here today and you look back, earth, wind, and fire is iconic. It's legendary. 
does it does it kind of resonate or, or sink into the impact that you guys have had all these years later? Well, you know, it's a, it's an extreme honor and a blessing, you know, privilege, you know, for us, you know, to whom much is given, much is acquired, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, we just, you know, we just uh, young men, we loved music, we love music, and. And uh, we would have done this if we had never gotten paid a dime, you know, for it. But, you know, we were blessed. And uh, and you know what? Really, we, we wanted to make music, as Maurice, uh, his, his, his whole statement was always to make music that made a difference and music that rendered a service to humanity. You know, so it's really great, you know, uh, now um, receiving the... Uh, Kennedy, Kennedy honors and the whole thing that the music has made a difference, and it's resonated, you know, in the minds and hearts of people, for in a positive way. So that's a that's a great thing. Phil, you mentioned uh, affirmative action, and then you mentioned you know the Kennedy Award and the first black band. You know, back in the day, um, did you? Uh, what were some of the challenges that you guys faced in terms of being a black band and in the industry and and music and you know big business and trying to make it i'm sure you have some stories and maybe some frustrations at some point well you know we were trailblazers really and uh you know um warner brothers took uh uh, we were the first um black uh, group on on the warner brothers label and Mm. you know shortly thereafter clive davis he was who's such much so much a part of uh uh, the success of Earth, Wind, and Fire, you know, really caught the vision, and we were on uh, uh, Columbia for for many years uh, with their support. Came up at a time where music really uh, it was one of the only entertainment um, uh, go tos, um, and so uh, people were still, you know, uh, buying records. And uh, you know, fortunately for us, you know. Uh, you know, 200 million records later, you know. Wow. Still, wow. You, know, we're, you know, we're still very, very thankful that, you know, we came up at a time where people actually bought the record. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. Don't just download it. You actually had to buy the record. Right. You actually yeah. had to buy the record. Philip, what, who influenced you? Who, who were your musical influences? Man, I was a, I'm a big jazzer, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, always have been from a small kid. Um, I was always uh, enamored with uh, with the jazz and bebop and you know the uh, that whole genre of music. Uh, and, and I actually grew up wanting to to play drums more uh, than singing. Singing was just something that I could do. And it was later being in Earth, Wind, and Fire uh, that uh, I got out to Earth, Wind, and Fire actually playing drums uh, out to Los Angeles, rather. And uh, it was when I was chosen to be in Earth, Wind, and Fire that I, you know, had to, I uh, made a conscious effort to make my focus more, you know, uh, vocals, because me and Maurice, you know, had something to do, something to say. Um, but, yeah, I still play, you know, uh, drums and Latin percussion and kalimba and um, studying keyboards. I played bass in, the, in junior high school and... Uh, music's always been uh, a very natural part of who I am. All right, so you're talking about being a drummer, and, and that, that would lead us, you had that great collaboration with Phil Collins. W- was that the connection, the, the drums, or, or how did that whole uh, union come about? 
Well, he was a big, a big fan of uh, what we were doing, too, and uh, the Phoenix Horns, who were our horn section, actually uh, played with him on a record and uh, on the Susu Studio record and was actually touring with him. And when they came to Los Angeles, I went to the show, They uh, and uh, we met, and uh, I was in the process of working on my second solo project, and one thing led to another, and Phil ended up uh, produce, producing that record, uh, mm. Chinese Wall, and uh, we wrote Easy Lover at the end of the session and uh, mm-hmm. threw it on there, and the rest was history. Wow. So often, feel that, um, you know, the big-time uh, entertainers and music or, you know, actors and, uh, and the pro athletes, are they're kind of running the same circles and there's kind of a lot of interaction. Um, were there some, uh, some maybe some pro football players or some – some NBA uh, basketball guys that you guys were, that you were hang out with back in the day. Oh yeah, well you know me and Alex are are, are friends. Alex English. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Wow. And, uh, you know my time. <laughs> I, I moved back to uh, Los, back to Denver. You know uh, during the '80s while I was doing that stuff with Phil Collins and uh, uh, you know in 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 back in uh, that period of time. You know I was, uh, went to a lot of games and. And stuff like that, but um, uh, yeah, man, we, you know, of course, uh, uh, us and Jim Brown uh, have we have history, and mm, yep. uh, um, um, me and Dr. J, you know, have oh <laughs> man, together, you know, um, now you're talking, yeah, man, you know, you figure that uh, uh, we've had an opportunity because music and and sports are, are you know, that entertainment factor. Um, but yeah, I've you know done things for. In fact, you know I was just uh, we were just in uh, south of France doing some uh, something for uh, birthday thing for, for for Magic, you know, who's <laughs> wow. a friend of ours, you know, and uh, yeah. yeah. So everybody kind of runs into everybody a lot. Are you kind of amazed the the way that here we are, like you said, fifty years later, and you're as popular today as you were back then, and there's such a hunger for that, that product that you guys were, were producing back in the 70s? Especially now because there's, you know, like uh, a band is a rarity now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they actually are playing all that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, Phil, it's interesting you mentioned that because Mel and I were actually right before we, we got you on the line, we were talking about, what you guys are doing, you think back to the 70s and yourself and, and uh, Genesis and Aerosmith, and it just go down the list of the great bands back then. You guys are creating music. I mean, you're playing all the instruments, you're writing the stuff, you're creating the music. And, and now, like you said, you kind of chuckle, they're not bands anymore, and music's a, a formula, an algorithm. How do you view modern music now compared to the stuff that you guys are creating? Well, you know, it's coming back, you know, and, uh, you know, there are, you know, I, you know it's a... It's not true that there are no bands anymore, you know, because they're <clears> – <throat> but, um, yeah, um, I guess there's just a lot of different ways to express yourself now, you know, um, besides uh, uh, the traditional ways that we knew um, uh, back in the day. But, um, yeah, you know, we get a chance to, to mix it up every now and then with a lot of the, you know, the younger artists. Um, uh I did some stuff, you know, just a little while ago with Travis Scott, you know, on his, yeah. his project, and um, uh, it's it's uh, it's interesting, you know, for us who 
who uh, actually cut our teeth uh, doing it a certain way and, and now mixing it up with, te- with these young musicians and stuff, you know, who have a different, you know, a different spin, a different uh, uh, way of going at it, but they're still able to uh, make music for their, you know, their fans, and, you know, that still resonates. Every band member has a has a favorite song, I'm sure. My favorite of yours is Reasons. Uh, All right. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I don't actually, actually have, you know, what I would say, that's my favorite song, you yeah. know, because, you know, I, I, I was a contributor in uh, many of the hits that we've written uh, over the years. Right. Um, and I, I don't know, they're... Songs are kind of like your kids, you know, you just... <laughs> <laughs> you know... Uh, I don't know if I have a favorite, yeah. but you know, I think you know that's the way of the world. You know, it's one of the, mm. one of the iconic songs that resonates. You know, uh-huh. always, you know, keeps the heart beating. Is there one you really enjoy performing? Let me let's put it that way. Mm, I I enjoy all the songs. You know, not to you know not to um, uh, be remiss, but I yeah I enjoy. Performing all the songs that we that we play every night, you know, because you're playing for different people, and it's a different reaction, and <clears throat> and it's you know it's, it's always good to um, uh, uh, you know serve serve up the music that way. Now I've got to ask you this: um, we we touched on your your solo career, um, and, and all the movies that you see when they talk about the bands, and at at some point, one of the band members gets an opportunity to go solo, and it creates a little bit of a friction with the band was that the case with you and earth wind and fire and when you had opportunities to, to go solo not really you know i've had uh, 10 solo projects in fact i have a new one out now called love will find a way yep. um that's on verb records um and i got play i played with a lot of iconic musicians with such as um christian mcbride and, and chick korea and kamazi washington and um Will I am on on the record, um, Christian Scott, uh, and uh, Robert Glasper. Um, yeah, so Glasper, yeah, it's man. a project that we're extremely proud of. You know, it's called Love Will Find a Way. It's on Verve. You know, and that's it's my my tenth my tenth tenth solo offering. It, it debuted number one on the jazz chart when it came out. You know, wow. a few months ago. Awesome. So yeah. Phil, uh, by the way, it sounds you're not slowing down at all. Does Does Philip Bailey ever consider retiring for music, or is this just something you're going to do as long as the good Lord allow you to do it? Well, you know, I don't even know what that well, that R word is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I don't know what I. You know, I'm in the studio right this second. You know, like hmm. I get up and I I get with it. You know, so <clears throat> I'm studying my piano today. And stuff. I have a you know session tomorrow and the whole thing. So, I you know, man, this is what I would do. You know, just fortunately, I've been able to. Uh, it, it's taken me around the world and put me before you know great men and kings and queens, literally. And uh, I'm talking to you guys. You know, <laughs> you know, all because I you know, I follow my passion. You know, music has been that. Are you a better musician today than you were 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago? Oh, I hope so. You know, I mean, you know, I'm still going at it, you know, still studying my craft and still playing with uh, people that I uh, uh, respect and admire that uh, help me to lift my game. And, uh, you know, you got to be, you know, challenged. 
What, do you remember a point in time when early in Earth, Wind & Fire when you guys were making music and making hits and you started to think, man, I think we made it. I think we <laughs> I think we got got this thing going. Uh, maybe I'm going to give it a couple more years. <laughs> <laughs> you don't feel I think you're going to be all right in this business. I'm going to just give it two more years. I've been, I didn't know I started to get thinking, ah, you know what, maybe we should do this as a career. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's outstanding. What was important about September 21st, by the way? Why September 21st? It sounded good. <laughs> <laughs> It sang better than September 22nd. You know. <laughs> That's you, good. You've been all over the world the world performing. Um, do you have a favorite venue, a stadium, or maybe a sentimental place where you performed that, that's special in your heart? I mean, well, there's a lot of them, but you literally, and I'm not just saying this, Red Rocks is one of the hmm. most iconic, one of the most beautiful venues in the world. So we're very, very blessed, very honored to uh, to have that right there in our backyard, you know, in Denver. And I played there many, many times, and sure. I love playing there. You know, I got an idea here. What, what do you think about a an Earth, Wind, and Fire concert at Folsom Field? What do you think about that? <laughs> well, you set the stage, and we'll do the concert. <laughs> we'll have our people talk to your people. Yeah, we'll get it worked out. I know... Um, that you have a you have a foundation that's special to you. The music is unity dot org, and and um, uh, can you tell us a little bit about that and 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 how that came about and and what you guys are doing, and then also uh, anyone who's uh, who's interested in being a part of it, how can how can they pitch in? Well, you could go to musicisunity.org dot uh, org and find out what we're doing and and how to get involved. But uh, music is unity is our foundation. My daughter and I. Trinity Bailey, who actually lives in in Colorado now, hmm. um, in Denver, um, and uh, our our organization uh, benefits uh, foster youth who are aging out of the system. Yep. And uh, you know it's a you know a passionate uh, a foundation you know uh, cause that we have you know to really. Uh, a portion of our funds, um, ticket sales, and contribution, and, con- and all of our contributions go to Music is Unity, and then we fund organizations who are helping um, uh, these folks on a daily with all their necessities. Um, I have seven children and seven grandchildren, and I can't imagine them be- having uh, being out here in this world with no one to turn to and no one to ask for help or advice or right. support. And so, you know, we're very passionate about um, helping as, as much as we can, you know, these these folks who, by no fault of their own, you know, um, find themselves just, you know, out there um, when they're aging out of the system, many of them, not all of them, but uh, too many of them, actually. And it's a very under publicized uh, uh, charity um, uh, segment of society as well. So you could go to musicisunity.org, find out what we're doing, and get in, get involved. Outstanding. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, we really appreciate your time. We know you're, you're really busy. And uh, just want to close by um, inviting you and your family to, to a CU game. 
Um, come check us out. Yeah, come check us out, man. Guys are out there playing hard, and and we love to have you here and host you and show you a good time and and see uh, and see this new CU football team. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to do it. You know, and uh, you know, um, Trinity will hook it up, and uh, I'll be there. You know, with bells on. Well, Phil, I tell you what, this has been uh, just a treat for both of us. And I, I know all of the listeners to Mel's podcast are going to enjoy this. God bless you. We, we appreciate you being on the Mel Tucker's Inside Zone. Yeah, thanks, Phil. All right, take care. Go by. The great Philip Bailey from Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, well, you were like a kid sitting over there, weren't you? Yeah, wasn't that something, man? <laughs> it took it took me back and just to, uh, I mean, literally one of the greatest performers in the history yeah. of this of this great country, man. You, know, you figure that there's, there's probably some uh, – I think some similar qualities. If you're a great art, well, you're great at anything, but in this case, a great artist that, that probably correlates with being a great athlete. The drive, the determination. Yeah, and the, you can really pick up on. Um, you now he's always trying to get better. It seems yeah. like you know, and he's it's, it's, there's no end to it. He's always looking to uh, to uh, you know get better, improve, and then you ask him, you know, when when do you think that you made it? And he says, man, give me two more years. I'll be like, come yeah. on. Here's the difference. His knees aren't as bad as yours. That's, <laughs> that's, that's right. a difference, that's right? That's a big difference. Yeah, that's between right. the musician and the athlete. Great stuff. The great Philip Bailey uh, played for the marching band here at the University of Colorado, Denver native, an iconic, uh, obviously, figure in the music world. This is Mel Tucker's Inside Zone. The Buffaloes on the road this week against Washington State. That's a 5 o'clock game up in uh, Pullman, Washington. Gary and I are going to hit the air at 3 o'clock, and of course it'll be on television as well. Coach, good luck this weekend. Thank you so much. All right, that's the head coach. I'm voice of the bus, Mark Johnson. Thanks for joining us this week on Mel Tucker's Inside Zone.